You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Okay. Here we go. We're in it. Catching the Jets. Catching Jets. Is this, this is the second one, right? From today? No. Or catching Jets. Uh, it might be our third one. Okay, so. I can't remember. Yeah, we're kind of military theme type stuff, huh? Yeah. If you guys are familiar. I like with to it. start with. Do you want to like, do you want to get a quick rundown of the catching jets for those people who are uninitiated? Yeah. So basically, it's kind of going more towards the military and specifically air force and that type of stuff. So I think maybe the general public will try to keep it. Uh, explain your acronyms, I guess. Yeah, we'll try to explain everything, but it might be a little bit harder to follow along. But I think it's a lot of good themes. <clears throat> so I like to start off with. Something I heard at SOS, which is very true, 90% of the Air Force is not in the top 10%. 90% of the Air Force is not in the top 10%. Yeah. And how do we deal with that? You because don't. Is there, is there something to do with it? It's yeah. impossible. I mean, what are you on? No, I'm sorry. So, just realizing that the top 10% are the people who are probably going to be in charge, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't have any context for the bottom ninety percent, mm. almost. You know what I mean? Like these guys are perfect. We talked about this kind of before. I don't think we ever made it onto the podcast for this one. Yeah, and they're you know they're perfect, or maybe it was on the last one. But I don't know. Do we get rid of that one? Because I think there, there was one where we kind of cut. And I was like, ah, I give too much specifics about my. Yeah, we got rid of that one. Yeah, but I feel bad for that one. But that was good. We had no, some good conversation. Was, yeah. Um, and at the very least, throwing that saying up. It's a kind of an interesting thing to like, just like think about. You know what I mean? Like, well, because nobody wants to admit it, yeah. right? To to admit a the situation is uncomfortable for most people, right? Like the reality is, life has winners and life has losers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we all know that. We all agree on that in this table, and you know our listeners could probably feel the same way. But we think it, and it's more of a awkwardness to talk about it and acknowledge it. Yeah. And I like the way the Air Force is going. It seems like they are trying to adjust, uh, you know, change it up into the terms of not even like getting rid of regs and like, but they're trying to change up like they're making the six categories for the promotion system so that people are like um, graded more so on their actual career, career field as opposed to everybody like, you know, just getting lumped in together and it's like, oh, this finance guy did this, but this ops guy did this and this logistics guy did this. It's like how do apples and oranges, how you compare the two, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think we're going in a good direction there, but and I think maybe the 90% and the 10% kind of thing was like, just realize like, and we got to watch out for these HPOs as well, because I think they're starting to realize like, we identify these guys early and they're coasting and then they're not really doing anything for us and they're not who we thought they were, you know? Well, I think you have to go and, you know, maybe a luxury here to talk about the Army model, but the Army does 360 feedback, man. You know, uh, I imagine bringing that to the Air Force where instead of trying to appease your boss, you have to actually just be a good person, right? And then it's like, oh, uh, yeah, you might be looking good to your wing commander as a group commander, but the feedback from your underlings is you suck, right? Maybe. Stuff like that. And or the realization of, Dude, not everybody needs to be a general. Yeah. And in the army, I believe like 
you don't have to hit certain timelines. You could be like old as hell, and then then like when they be like, all right, I think we, you could be a general now. You know, the, it's not like strict timelines the way the Air Force uh, defines it. But I think you just see in the Air Force now that there's so much fog and friction. And man, this I could get my soapbox out of this, but there's so much problems that just seem insurmountable that you're just hemorrhaging your best talent. Yeah. So then all that's left is just <laughs> the worst, and it's not promotion by quality. Yeah. Yeah. It's just promotion because you're there. Yeah. It's the people who are, like, coasting, and they, they're the ones that are and surviving, right? Yeah. Can you guys talk about more about 360 leadership, though, or feedback? Because I don't yeah, I'm not 100% aware of that. So the idea is, if I'm correct or am I wrong, but you have, so normally your feedback kind of goes one way in the Air Force, right? You make your OPR, <coughs> and also, this is one thing, we don't really do feedback very well, I don't think. Oh, yeah. oh like, no. Jeez. Like, I have read, to seek it out. Like read, So read your OPR, right? And it says, oh, that's your officer performance report. Um, you have to submit one every year, and it basically says... Hey, this is what you've done for the year, and it says you meet or you do not meet the standard, um, and it kind of gives any other pertinent information about yourself. And you kind of—it's just like you're bragging—you're bragging on yourself what you did for the year. And this is also a, a real quick sidebar. You're usually so you're. This is a performance report, but you're typically the one who writes your own performance report. The person who signs it is not telling you what you've performed you tell them and they just say yes essentially so the way our performance reports work is we make in the end of the day we make so me i make my performance report i send it to my boss he writes or he corrects or changes some things that he likes or does not like then that goes to the next boss above him and he does the exact same thing and then we submit it to a system and that's what your performance report is um there's no in 360 so it's one that's one way that's linear performance 360 performance report is you have people below you and people above you i may be a captain in the air force or i may be a captain in this unit i have a major ahead of me and a lieutenant colonel ahead of him I have below me a lieutenant, and then I also have um, maybe a some kind of senior non-commissioned officer and a couple other non-commissioned officers and then a couple of junior enlisted um, people. With that being said, they're getting feedback, so all the way around me, above, in front of, behind me, and beside me, you're getting feedback from them, and they're basically, that's kind of like, Hey, is this guy a good guy all around? Yes or no? And is he is he good to his um, to his soldiers, his airmen, his marines below him? And is he looked to as a go to person to his soldiers, sailors, and marines above him? Yeah, that's cool. Um, so it's a that's why it's three sixty. It's everybody around him. Instead of just being like, you can have a great, you haven't grabbed in the air force. You can have great OPR bullets. And no one want to in the flying squadron will say no one want to fly with you as a person. Like they can't stand you. No one wants to work with you. No one work for you. But you have great bullets for your OPR, and and bullets are just basically lines that say what you've done. Yeah. And 
it can look great and that person get promoted and because you didn't ask who his coworkers were, you didn't ask uh, about you didn't ask the people who were under him or beside him how good he or she was, then you don't that's one way leadership or one way uh, feedback. And also, look at your OPR and look at when the last date your feedback was. And that's a lie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, without calling out organizations here, but they, they literally have calculators to figure out what is the halfway point in your OPR and your date. And it's even funnier when you actually look at that date because people just, you know, put it in and don't even give two thoughts to yeah. it. And it happens to be like on a Saturday. Like, yeah, right? I will say. So they gave so, you feedback on a Saturday. So I will say, I will say this, being where I'm at now, because it is, it's like a meld between the Air Force and the Army. I've got like I've gotten actual like my midterm feedback. I got actual it midterm feedback. Serious, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they like because like their roots in this community are in the Army. There are some things that kind of crossed over, and because a lot of like the leadership were in the Army before they came over to the Air Force, so these things happen. Um, believe it or not, so. I've I've seen and I've I've seen a lot of issues that we talk about in the Air Force about leading your men and women. Uh, I've seen that firsthand and like had to figure that out. And there's other times where I'm like, man, I just never have been put in this scenario. So I have to go talk to somebody like, hey, what would you do in this scenario? And like, I actually had to rely very heavily on my NCOs and senior NCOs or not senior non commissioned officers and non commissioned officers. And let's talk about like the cultures and how, you know, people like, you know, shit on or whatever because, you know, X branch because they do Y, you know? <coughs> yeah. I mean, they're made the way they are because of their they're function. A fu- they're right? a function of how they fight. Yeah, so like the army is very much like they, they're, you know, they always talk about like their warfare is the way it's, you know, it hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. I mean, yeah. certainly they could innovate in yeah. Yeah. evolution. But what, how, what they use to fight is different, but how they fight is not changed in yeah. millennia. Versus us, we're constantly adapting and changing, and we need innovation, and we need people who are smart to make decisions. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because it's it's un it's unknown. Like the the type of fight is, that we have is less than a hundred years old, right? Um, no, like this type of warfare, aerial warfare, is super young. Yeah, that's true. Way, way, way young. If yeah. You look at like we're yeah, t- compared to like you know biblical times of. King Solomon's army going against somebody else's. Yeah, you know, and even look at even look at navies. Navies have been as long as people have navigated the ocean. There's been navies, right? Yeah. So you have armies and navies. The I, the principles don't change really. Like you still amassing of forces, um, still attacking, defending, flanking. Like these th- these maneuvers are very basic, and if you do those well, everybody fights the same. Like everybody wins and loses by establishing those same ways to fight. You don't like just because you use different equipment doesn't mean that you're going to fight differently. At the end of the day, an a a, a Congolese army is going to try to defeat a Ukrainian army the same way because like it's just makes sense to maneuver and outmaneuver your enemy. That doesn't change, but working through the air, like you're still trying to maneuver and outmaneuver, but you're thinking in a completely different way because it's only, you know, 100 years old, less than 100 years old. Yeah, and probably Army 360 feedback is more inherently natural, if you will, to the Army because it's like 
hey, if I don't trust my squad leader as, you know, the E1 infantryman, I should probably make that known that he's, like, a bad combat leader yeah, because, true. you know, our whole squadron is going to die, right? Yeah. Uh, versus the Air Force, not necessarily because it, it's not like that. It's inherently just not like that. However, comma, you know, we've all been there. We could spout off tons of officers that we know that are in permissions of, of leadership where you're like, really? That how guy? That, how did that happen? Yeah, you know, like, how did that happen? And then you see their performance reports like oh well this dude is you know name your religious entity on paper uh, <laughs> and in reality like dude just go ask anybody about this guy and you're like oh yeah that guy sucks yeah and you become a piece of paper at some point but going on a little bit more onto the joint warfare side <coughs> talking about the navy I really like that SOS video from David Marquette uh, mm-hmm. called Greatness I believe it was where he talks about how he was a Navy su- uh, nuclear sub commander, and he got rid of essentially people make like asking him to do things, and he just gave intent. Mm-hmm. And I think there was like two pillars of the intent or something. I, I think I saw that video. Yeah. But yeah, you should go watch the video. But long story short, is I think the Navy, and this is a little bit different from the video, but the Navy only says what you can't do versus like the other. Uh, branches mm-hmm. and that's kind of interesting as as one uh, separate situation but it was I think that video was really cool because he like basically instead of them asking him like hey can we submerge the ship or like hey tell us what to do and he like doesn't know because he's like he's training on different stuff yeah. and he's got to get ready for this in like two weeks or six months or something Yeah. and so he's just like hey you guys are the smart guys you tell me what we need I'll tell you what I need you to do and you do it in the way that you need to well yeah. it's the it's the idea of Command by method versus command by objective. Yeah, like in the state kind of. Yeah, where the Air Force is so command by method. For instance, for you know the listeners at home, it would be like, "Hey, go take this hill. You have to go to the north side of it. You have this weaponry to use. Go execute." Versus command by objective. Hey, go take this hill, and you allow your you know, your subordinates to leverage their intelligence, their best assets, the intelligence of their people, you know, the new hotness word of the Air Force, the innovation of their people to go and be like, okay, we have the objective of getting to the top of this hill. Uh, let's go around the south side, you know? Yeah. Let's try that. Or we know to use this equipment instead of that. You yeah. Know. You know, we, we, we're in the fight. We, we have the information versus, you know, the general being super far away, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's just a culture change. I don't think, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not going to see this overnight because, let's be real here, uh, people in positions of powers don't want to relinquish power. Yeah. yeah that's just kind of... It's hard to give it up. It's hard to give it up. Well, yeah, sweet, yeah, sweet I think a lot of people are trying to see why they're trying to cover their own ass because they try to, they're trying to, you know, John Keith Public talk about this, even though he's not around anymore, that son of a bitch. Really? He left, yeah. He, like, retired. I didn't know He, that. like, retired from John Keith Public type thing. Is like Jockey Public still around? He sold it to like a clickbait company. Oh. And so if you're still following him, he's just like, it's just like, the, if you notice that he just posts like random shit, or that person does, and huh. it's just, it's not him. I did not know that. Yeah, I never really followed Jockey Public either, but. He had some good shit. Yeah, he had some public good things that brought to light that the, the military was like, or the Air Force was like, we can't ignore this. Yeah. You know, cats out of the bag. And like, he would talk about how. The, the maybe root cause or the biggest problem that the Air Force has is like the colonels 
are just trying to find, figure out their own career instead of like taking one for the team and doing what's best for the Air Force and their people and like maybe getting fired or, you know, they won't make it to one star mm. as opposed to getting to the one star, two star, whatever, and fucking their people over. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. But transitioning into my real question here, mm-hmm. how do we get better at joint warfare? Because that's where everything's headed, right? Near the fear, we got to... Yeah. And domain idea, right? You know, I got to say, I think this is like, I, I, I'm i always hesitant about the the catching jets, but I think we're going in a good way with it. I think this is this is a good one. <laughs> I, I, I think this is this is almost like the, the CEO uh, perspective. Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of like, I, I hate to say, like, I don't listen to one rocks, but like there's... Yes! It's, kinda, this yeah. is this is kind of like the vibe we're getting on this one, and I think I'd like to hear. I would really like to hear other people's perspective on this. But hey, listeners, call in. Please do. <laughs> Let us know. We try to, us. and people don't. People don't want to. I don't understand. But, uh, but, I think we got to build our bases a little bit more, and they got to be more consistent. Yeah. We have to do, I guess. Yeah, we we haven't we haven't done our due diligence in some areas, but uh, not to digress. <laughs> I think the way you get better at joint war- warfare. I think you have to ha- offer career broadening. I think you need to have people get out. So people get out of the jet and um, go fly with the army unit. Go fly with a naval unit. Or you yes. know, if you're an army guy, like do some go to army intel if you're Air Force intel or something yes. like that. Hang out with them. Have a yes. beer with them. That's you know? what, so. And here's so. For instance, we have liaisons. Like for instance, I am a flyer by trade. Um, I am now working as an air liaison. I work with the ground party. I'm still in the air force, so I, it could be more joint, right? That being said, I'm in an air force unit that works specifically for the for the air force, directly for the army. So you have kind of mom and dad watching reviews instead of just just mother air force and father air forces, you know, father air force, mother army, who's looking over you, um, or vice versa, however you want to look at it. So I've been exposed to a lot more things about the army than I would have never expected or never thought. And the issue is, so the problem with this specific scenario is you're pulling people out of the jet to go do jobs because we, we know there's a pilot crisis, there's a, a there's really an aviator crisis. Yeah. Um, you're pulling people out of the jet to go do these ground gigs, and sure, you're getting your career is broadening, but now the community you just left is now suffering because you can't just take a um, you can't just take we'll say an army officer, like an army infantry officer, and put him in an airplane and call it a day. Just like I wouldn't take one of us who's an aviator and put us now in control of a platoon of soldiers. But what you can do is take an air force helicopter pilot and put him in a Marine helicopter. You can take that Marine helicopter pilot, put him in an army helicopter, which I've seen. And those guys who get to do it with the 160 soar, they get to have fun. Um, And you, but you, and you can take a Marine Put, you can take a marine, like let's say, like if you if you're worried about the quality of person you're getting, you can take a conventional marine and put him as like an, an NCO. We'll even say take a conventional marine NCO, put him in an army um, infantry unit as an NCO. 
take you could take a um, army or an army ranger who is a you know senior NCO or NCO. You put him now with a one of the Navy SEAL teams. They have the same pretty much training. Um, you put him in a specialty that works, and you now have him look and see how it works. You take a Navy Blackhawk pilot. You now you put him put him or her in a Air Force Blackhawk. You take a Navy um, F-18 pilot, which they do right now, yeah. and you put him in an F-15. Yeah, and so I think, like career burning world, first of all, with the many issues with the Air Force, that's what my uh, paper was on, actually, is uh, trying to get, you know, cross-flow into other career fields, um, basically to alleviate that in, like, career broadening within the Air Force. But I didn't really think about that in terms of, in terms of the joint aspect, so that's really good. But if we, I mean, if we want to deal with this near peer and do multi-domain ops, which, you know, multi-domain, for those of you that don't know, is like land, sea, air, space, and cyberspace, and how those all like kind of get interwoven and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But um, <clears throat> if we want to do that, we have to essentially put more money into it and put more time into it, right? Like you have to hang out with the Navy guys. Yeah. Or like you have to do like, instead of being a red flag, it's just like air to air or, you know, there, and there's some bombers, it's like, when I have, I mean, there were Navy guys there, but like when I have the Navy there and they actually do like their ship stuff or I don't know, you know what I mean? Whatever else. Or yeah. we all go to Guam and they do the Navy stuff and Marines do their things. Army yeah. does their thing on the land, you know? Like, you need to get exposure to that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we do actually like large scale stuff. I mean, obviously that's going to make Ops Temple worse and like people are maybe more away from home. I, I don't think it's like that difficult to implement, you know? Yeah. Like if you're saying, well, what's the saying here? Just, yeah, you know, put this uh, Army conventional, you know, Special Forces dude into this... SEAL team. Yeah. They yeah. they do, you know, very similar trainings, get to see what's up. Like, that's not that's not hard. That's not that right. difficult. That's no, not you, you astronomical the, to do. That's a career. And, the, and you take <laughs> and what you're going to do, just like when you send people when they're doing IDE, um, and you send them to Navy, like an Air Force guy, Beaver, goes to Naval War College. Yeah. Like, that's a thing that you do so you can get... Like you can understand the joint <laughs> fight better. You're you're grooming your leaders, and here's the problem: we don't need to only be sending leaders. We need to be sending just good dudes. Sometimes, yeah, and I think that's what kind of the ninety percent of the ten percent thing was getting at too. Yeah, it's like you shouldn't just concentrate on the top ten percent. You concentrate on the ninety percent. Yeah, well, I, that's I, what I missed. Those, and the, yeah, and then everybody, you know, I love the quote: "Everybody's a master over you, in some way, right? Yeah. You know, you can you can be the top ten percent. Sweet, you're you're." You're crushing it, man. However, even somebody that sucks is still master at something they over really you. Know that, yeah. yeah. You know, so you kind of have to try to leverage everybody's talent as best as you can. Um, and then also, like, cost-cutting stuff. Like, why don't people – why don't we train people together in a joint aspect and then, sure, like, the Air Force guy's got to go over here and learn his Air Force stuff and the Navy guy's got – you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that core stuff – Why not just have a – like a like for instance like, like we're we're pretty familiar with flying so what if you just have a pilot training for all pilots yeah. and then you send yeah. them off to their respective branch kind of like the in Pensacola how the Navy and Air Force is yeah. together right but at the same time like does that really at the end of the day does that really make it a better joint fight other than just being with other Navy guys not really because you're like once you get to like you split off you're like okay it's time to go Navy fighter Air Force fighter you're still going to be Navy and then Air Force um, yeah, but at least like doing stuff together with exercises. But the thing I hate is like the the it's almost like the political game. It's like 
where all where this all stemmed from is like you know the tribalism but like you know for yeah. us we hate the b1s you know what i mean yeah and that's like okay but if we had to work together we could yeah I, I guess there'd not. be no problem it's, it's i guess not because they don't take off but that's the reality situation but like you know everybody wants their own you know like the navy wants to you know do whatever, get this mission so that they can get more money and the air force does too so we can compete and then we double tap them yeah. and it doesn't make sense you know as opposed to working together but no i I, I truly believe the key to joint to more successful joint warfare is stepping into one of the other joint branches shoes to understand yeah. what it's like. Get together I, more. That, that's my, that's interwoven, my interwoven interoperability would I yes. dare say that? Yes. The hot word of the day. The hot yes. Word. Buzzword bingo if you the listeners are playing at home. <laughs> Hopefully somebody said bingo already. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we could talk about that for fucking hours, the uh, joint warfare, but yeah. um, next idea here, <clears throat> the old uh, Missilier scandal of, uh, was it 2013 or something like that, when uh, 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 yeah. they all cheated? Yeah. That the SOS loves to discuss every day, I think, is there, that's like the story of the, of the class. But, you know, when that kind of shit happens, the leaders don't know about it, right? And they were supposed to, so the investigation comes through, and kind of like they were talking about in the Psychology of Evil uh, TED Talk, which is really good about those, uh, the Stanford experience and the mm-hmm. Abu, what is it? Abu, Abu Ghraib. Abu yeah. Ghraib. It's, uh, they come through and they're like, they, you know, they should be saying what was the issue, not who is at fault here. Right? Yeah. But like, then they fire the entire like, chain of command, you know? Yeah. And, but here's my question. Is that fair? No. Like, is the, does the wing commander, is he supposed to know what's going on at, the, like, the very smallest level? Like, you know what I mean? I mean, he kind of should, but if somebody says it, they're doing fine, yeah, is he supposed to be like, oh, no, let me go check that out? Yeah, I think, like, if you have legitimate evidence of culpability, of like, okay, yeah, this dude was creating an environment yeah. that and he likes should have Or, like, he, or her, you know. Negligence. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, all right, that, that's, that's grounds for dismissal, but, you know... If uh, let's say this this girl colonel steps into the wing job, and then three days later this cheating scandal comes out, and they're like, ah, sorry, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. Colonel Sarah, yeah, we gotta let you go. Like, if the, obviously, you know, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but you see that all the time that the the Air Force does that. I mean, look at you know the greatest example at Minot, I think, in recent history was. That security forces squadron commander getting fired for, and for the listeners at home, if you don't, you're not familiar with this, so a they they did an exercise, and a grenade launcher and a bunch of grenades just disappeared, mm-hmm. and they couldn't find it. So rightfully so, everybody started freaking out. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Where is this massive search for it? Which led to there's not a good. Um, System accountability process for weaponry and ammo, which, you know, they have now fixed, but that that opened up some more Pandora's boxes of like, oh my god, there's just like a systemic problem here. However, fast forward, like a week and a half later, still can't find this grenade launcher and these grenades, and the Air Force fires the Security Forces squadron commander. Fast forward now, after that, like a week and a half later, turns out that one of the airmen on this detail stole the grenade launcher and the grenades, and it was in his dorm room. And, you know, problem solved, everything's back to ops normal, but this squadron commander 
is fired. Like, how how's that his or her problem? Like, how's yeah. that his or her fault? Like, I know. How? It, so they did everything. So you know, you followed up with, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, sorry uh, that, you know, Airman Snuffy doesn't have the integrity of our service and stole this. What am I supposed to do with that? How how, yeah, how yeah. am I supposed to fix that type of yeah. thing? And and then, you know, let's talk about let's get really into the second and third order effects oh. here. You know, <laughs> yes, of, that's what I was gonna go. Yeah, man. of so now you fire the squadron commander. What do you tell? What does that tell your younger officers in any AFSC? Is that I can be fired at a moment's notice for literally any action of my subordinates. You're walking on eggshells the entire time. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. But then also the next person in line, what do you think they're going to come through and do? They're going to get a fucking vice grip on it. Yeah, like yeah. hammer. You know I mean? Hammer down. And that's what I'm saying is like the pendulum swing, you know, is like people take it as black and white, but it should be more of a measured approach, right? Yeah. Like you should find the actual issue and take that airman to jail or whatever. But not like the squadron commander or something, or you know what I mean, or like maybe you do fire up a squadron commander, but the next person should be like, "Hey, let's just fix this. Let's not go fucking crazy." Where like, you know everybody tells me what you're doing at every single moment. Yeah, you know what I mean, there's uh, there's something I wanted to say with that, but I cannot. I lost it uh, right away, man. That's a good point. Yeah, and that, and I mean that's a good point. It's like now everybody. Everybody, again, everybody's so CYA. Everybody's going to try to cover their own ass. Yeah. Then now you're not even doing the mission of focusing on the right stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to figure out, it's like you need to fix a lot of the underlying problems and like te- trust, show people you trust them and stuff like that. And if they fuck up, I mean, like, our squadron commander does a good job of that in terms of he's like, you know, if you guys make, if you guys do something and it's like, you know, conflicting, always have your back because you guys were in the seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you need to. The Air Force has a bad approach with like everything, almost in a sense. And like, sure, if you do something fucking crazy, it's like, okay, we have your back here, but like, uh, not in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's like, you know, you know, you thought it was right, but you know, it was fucked. Up. So I'm sure there's, you know, there's always gonna be extreme examples, but for the most part, it should be like, hey, we trust you. If yeah. you're qualified, do your shit, and we'll fix what happens. You know. So. Yeah. What, what did you, what did you have? I feel like I had something for Captain Jess, but man, yeah, I think you got more though. So go ahead. Um, should let me try to pick something up here. Oh, here we go. Oh boy. <laughs> My flag commander brought this up. Why do you? Why do we go to war? I heard this statement before. I like, mean, you know, if we're gonna go like a Von Clausewitz approach here, it's just the, it's just the extension of diplomatic means that it failed, right? Yeah. The dime, you know, dime. <laughs> yeah, the dime model type of thing. Diplomacy, uh, the I is, what is that? Information, maybe. I don't know. M is military and E is economic. Yeah. So you do economic sanctions, uh, diplomatic, or <coughs> whatever the I is. And then probably last resort is military action yeah. to get like political objectives done. But yeah, uh, when we go to war, yeah, I mean, but I, I think the military is just used. Everything looks like a, a nail 
in the world right now. So we're just like the hammer. And I don't believe that that's the actual case. Like, and here, here's my question, though. What is war? Are we are we counting these things as war, as warfare? Are we counting it as just fighting? Or are you saying, like, what are we going to go to, like, major war, like World War Two, Korean War? Because we haven't been in technically in a war since then, right? I would say, when are you doing a strike on another, you know, place or... When are you taking kinetic action versus somebody? Yes. Okay. Or even, I mean, we can jump into non-kinetic action yeah. with cyber. Yeah. Do, okay, yeah. So, side of a tangent. I personally believe that cyber needs to be its own service. Oh, like you're one of those guys. We had a man. We had this discussion. Immediately. I don't know. I don't know. Immediately. Nah, I don't know. Dude. It's interwoven in everything, and every service needs one, right? But do you just want a cyber command or do you want a cyber force? I think a cyber force. Because hear me out, right? I'm so, hearing right, you out. I'm hearing it. <laughs> hear me out. Uh, we can't ret- We can't bring in the best cyber minds right now to the military in any service. Because one, because one, we don't pay them enough, probably. And two, our standards are too strict for... If I asked you, what do you think a, a hacker looks like? What are you gonna say? Probably pockets fat. Yeah, you know, chair. some dude chilling in the basement that's like nerding out on a computer. Do you think he fits the the oh. model of an Air Force officer or you know a Man. service member? Okay. So I think you have to if you want to get. Do you think China is uh, like telling them like, nah, nah, man, uh, you're, you're not cut out for. Uh, so our, here, the, our Chinese cyber force. Here's, here's Sorry, what, here's what I got need for this. Your talents. Uh, I, I don't think so. I you know, so. I don't. I don't think you're wrong with that. That being said, I uh, if that's it, I don't. I don't think that you. For number one, I think you lose again. Going back to the previous point, jointness because you have a new, you have a whole new military branch, and you take all the people who are Air Force, Marines, Navy, Coast Guard, um, and Army. You take them out, take their cyber stuff away, and you put it in this new branch, and then whatever. You now, like, the issue we already have with working with five branches, and now six, potentially seven if we get Space Force, you're, <laughs> the interoperability is going to be just that much more neglected, in my opinion. And then number two, I feel like maybe not a military but you could definitely have another agency. Like okay, it's, yes. It's, All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, sorry. The military service is probably was too specific. Yeah. I would say another agency, sure. So you can relax the standards. You can let you can just get the people. The other thing I'm worried about with that, though, if you have, imagine this. The year is 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everything happening in 2023? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a, that's gonna be a post-apocalyptic. It's the roaring 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Is the year is twenty twenty three. You have a small firm or a small firm that has grown over the last four years. Um, started off as a small contracting agency, ah. facilitating cyber activities. And after a few years, initially after two thousand nineteen, it was decided that said contracting would now become a official government agency that is now beholden unto themselves. Uh, because they are the experts, they they work for the government, but they understand and know their things. Um, it's just essentially they become now mercenaries for um, they're they're getting paid to be to do cyber things. Are bidding 
Yes. Now, the person who's in charge of that, who because it's got to be it started from a contract, right? Now become decides to turn and run. Oh shit! Yeah. And destroy whatever they want. Go rogue. I feel like that you can make the argument about the services now. Right, harder, harder. Yes, because yes. they're but they're already established. Your base, like you have to like. Unless you make it's it like just, a national security the, agency type yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's. <coughs> I, I feel no, like I know you. I know you mean. But yeah. And in a separate instance, cyber is just a crazy thing where it's like you don't need to have a BFD two to do damage. No, not anymore. You know what I mean? You and that's it. and that's why I think that us having cyber under ACC that's not even under. I don't even think it's under A three. It's not even under ops. It's like under well, some, uh, some other thing. Making, don't they have a cyber command? Or are they making one of them? Yeah, it's a COCOM. Yeah. Which I think is good. It's a good start. But I, I like the agency of just cyber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, because cyber touches everything. Everything we do. I don't know how to deal with cyber. Man. Everything know, we do, it's, man. It's, it's like interwoven in everything. It's like it's like the floor you stand on. You know what I mean? Uh, how about you... How about all, all you have to do is have some kid, you know, change... The temperature and the chaos to the point, like a couple degrees, where now it's super hot and everybody's like, ah oh, man, I'm gonna just take a break. Yeah. And then now that. get sleepy and everybody falls. Like, oh, yeah, and like right. everybody's out. You know, like, oh shit, what's like, <laughs> People think like cyber, like, oh my god, like, oh, cause the nukes to launch. No, man, like, you, it could be so subtle. And that's just it's the like beauty of it. Dude. Like, nobody knows, nobody knows how actual powerful this can be. It's a, yeah. Yeah, that's a good conversation to have. Yeah, Stuxnet. So, like, nobody knows how powerful cyber can be. We need to leverage that. We need to be the pioneers to make just such asymmetric advantages for our military. And I think it's having its own cyber command just being like, hey, I need all you computer dudes just to, like, get weird. Like, yeah. get weird in the cyberspace. I don't care and what like, you look like or yeah, what you do. Like, yeah. I, I need you to, you know, hack whatever country. Go now and just find out what you can. And, like, you just – dudes are just like – Oh, sick. I've got, like, carte blanche to just cause ruckus <laughs> and just get what I can. And, and it's beautiful. Dude, like, uh, imagine, you know, let's say World War Three. Oh, God. We have F-35s, right? The new hotness. The whole point is, like, that's supposed to be, you know, stealth, take out a lot of planes, whatnot. How hard do you think it is just to change a couple ones and zeros in that computer code to where now it's not going to take off and it's a paperweight? Yeah. Because it's a giant computer. How much does that cost? How hard is that? Probably not that hard. We know the maintainers that are on the buff that just plug things in willy-nilly. Yeah. All you need is just like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Aaron Stuffelopagus has no idea what's going on. I was like, oh, I was told to put out the codes on the F-35 and like plug something in and then poof. There it is. Now your F thirty five is uh, not taking off. Who? who how you saw that? Yeah. I think cyber is a new hotness, and that it can it needs its own people, lackadaisical like fitness and like standards. So you <laughs> you, you leverage the best just talent, slobs, you're saying, and just and just let dudes I mean, do we get do, weird with it. We do have to change the image of the military in that. In order to, it's like if we just say like, oh, you all have to be Marines <coughs> in order to be in cyber. It's like, who are we gonna get? And especially they need money. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, that's what it comes down to too. But how do you guys think we're doing with the other New York peers in terms of cyber? And uh, so I behind the jet, I don't think so. I yeah, I want to say that it's a pendulum swing, like you're saying, 
people freak out because so I when I was this is again we're, talk, we're all talking SOF a lot right lately, but I had a guy tell me he was like the what do they say the army and the navy are crushing the air force when it comes to that's what yeah to, I think the army is doing the best aren't they for cyber. They're saying I think for, they got ahead of everybody. They're, they're else. saying this for cyber, but then I go work in the army. I'm like, cyber. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call these guys to have a security violation. But yeah, I'm gonna say their cyber is not that that great. Yeah, I think that we are probably doing really well. And the thing is, is that like any other American system, you don't hear about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, All you hear about is how Russia is hacking. You know our political infrastructure, yeah. our, our voting systems, or how China is stealing uh, business patents and just technology and stuff like that. And, and I think that's the way you want it, though. Yeah, and, and you, you don't want you don't want to show your hand, right? Like, I bet you, yeah, that we are as good, if not better. I would hope, and I, I honestly do believe that because if not, like that's a scary thought. But simultaneously, I don't think we can let our foot off the gas pedal. I yeah. think instead of yeah. just being like, okay, you know, we're we're ahead. Let's uh, let's pull back here. I think it's like, no, nah, man, we're ahead. Let's just we got to keep going. Blow them out of the water. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And maybe who knows? Maybe there's like a a secret budget in the DoD that like disappears, and it's like to all those nerds who are just like eating hot pockets and you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I all Playing I want to do one day is just Mountain like Dew. this dude's like I just want to go to a guy like yeah, man. So you know we're about to mess pen in X countries. Like, all right, well. uh like, I, it's like gone. <laughs> like now, are you guys good? And you're like, uh, what yes. else can you do? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I think cyber literally touches everything. Name something that cyber doesn't touch. I know, yeah. And I bet you you can't. So I think we need to make our own cyber, like, agency that just goes... Take four, bench. Yeah. Completely just... And it, insane because it's no one knows no one knows what it's capable of yeah. fully uh, and it is true it's like I never really thought about that way we know we know the least about all our own capabilities like we never get taught that because it's you know why do we need to know that type of thing yeah but um, do you have anything uh, as far as catching jets man uh no, not not really. I I always have stuff, and I I always forget to write down that kind of thing. We've we've talked a lot about different. I, I the only thing I really my big things are leadership um, experiences. Um, there's on a daily basis. Like I told you, I work in a different realm than I've been used to. Like primarily for the, for the last about four and a half years, <coughs> I've worked exclusively pretty much with officers, for officers, um, and been supported by other fellow officers, and then with a few enlisted people here and there to in support. As a, Now being surrounded by pretty much all enlisted people, uh, I would say there's like a unique uh, challenge for sure. Um, not Maybe not unique challenge, but... It's a unique. It's a unique challenge to myself. To, it's a new dimension, kind of. Yes, to understand, and a lot of times, I just wish you could just get rid of some of the. Um, I don't know. I, I, w- I wish you could get rid of some of the formalities, 
just you can get like, hey, let's knock this out. But at the same time, there's times where I've, we, I'm like, I'm glad that they're, the formalities are not gone because I've ran into some issues that um, they shouldn't have had. Like, have, have you guys had that experience where you have, um, you've been like, I guess, basically tested in your leadership so far? Probably not to the level that's like normal, you know, but I think, yeah. And it is having rank just to have winning just because you have rank is like not the real solution. No, you know what I mean? it never, it and never that's really what is. I hate. You know what I mean? He's like, I probably created, you know, like I probably had the better decision or the better like COA kind of thing, mm-hmm. course of action, but I'm sure my rank helped edge that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, often when I, like, I have to email a finance person and be like, hey, how's my DTS voucher doing or something like that? It's like I hate that they see captain, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And that, like, probably pushes them further than me just, you know, just being a random person saying, hey, I need captain. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. But not no, no specific examples, I don't think. Yeah. It, it's just one of those things, like, I'm not, like, I'm not super familiar. And I wouldn't, I hesitate to call myself a good leader. I make decisions and I don't think about being like, I just try to make the best decisions for the most people. Uh, I'm not a, um, what do you call it? Not an existentialist, but a, uh, gosh, what's the word? A, I, I, it starts with E. I don't know why I can't say, uh, you're saying you're not trying to help everybody. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not trying to just do just generally for the, yeah, I'm not trying to just do what's the most good, but I'm just trying to make the best decision for who's around and what we have there to offer but and i whether it's the right or wrong way to do it i don't know but there's been times like it it gets difficult when i make a decision and then i have other people um who have a different idea and they really want to do something because they they have experience too i'm like well i kind of just don't want to do that like i'm going to take your advice sure for the most part but i just I like, and I think you have a good idea too, but I just don't want to take that. I just don't want to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, it's it's there's a, it's a lot. It's it's difficult, especially in this community that I'm in now. Um, like for instance, recently I we have a TDY coming up. It's for to use a system called BA TAC um, or Battlefield Airmen um, Tactical something or other. But it's like um, like you have it's a software that is on a phone essentially, and you can. Use it to pinpoint targets, um, shape the battlefield, and set up. And you can also communicate with aircraft. All it's pretty Gucci system. Nice. And originally, I wanted to go on this TY to do this. Um, there's like five of us who were going to go, but now it's got shrunk down. And um, I nominated one guy. He's in my shop. I'm like, okay, you should go. And then this other guy, he should go also. And like, okay, cool. Then all of a sudden, all these people who you originally nominated besides one guy have all started, like, backing out because they have other, like, leave and they have other things to do. So then, like, one of my MCOs, he's like, hey, or my non-commissioned officers, his senior MCO, actually, he's like, hey, um, so I just got an email about from so-and-so about this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been trying to, like, nail this down for the last month. Like, what's up? And he's like, oh, well, he just, he didn't get any of these names. Um, and I, I don't think we sent, it's like, yeah, you're right. Like we've been, I've been trying to, I've been trying to contact these guys forever and yeah. haven't found anything. So he's like, okay, well, yeah, we're going to send this, but like, I think we should send you. I'm like, 
well, I don't think we should send me. Like, I wanted to go originally, but I have other things to do right now. And on top of that, there's other people who we should send since we're only sending two people. And he's like, well, and he starts, like, explaining. Like, and I'm like, you got some valid points, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm still trying to figure out, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> like, par- partially selfishly and partially I think it would be better for somebody else to go. But at the same time, he made a good point. Like, we need somebody in the weapons and tactics shop to go. And it just happens to be that I'm really the only person available to go. And I'm like, why do I, as the chief of weapons and tactics, need to do this? Why can this not be some other person? Like, I understand. And it probably should be, right? Because they should. Like, I'm, I'm a program manager. And here's another thing, too. So in his part of his excuse was, he's like, you're a chief. Like, so he, doesn't, he hasn't seen all the things that I've been doing. He's just like, oh, he, what does he do? He doesn't really do anything. He's just in charge of things. I'm like, okay, I'm in charge of this, 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 this. Like, have you seen the boss? Like, I've been tasked to do this, this, and this. Have you seen that I've made this program, this, this, and this? But I, I don't go around telling everybody every single time I'm doing all these things, and I probably should create some email traffic. But he's like, you're if you need to be able to fight with the like the your other peers and you need career brought in like dude I'm getting that right now. I don't know what to tell you and like he, he's also under the the auspice that I'm going to be here a lot longer than I am. Oh yeah. So he yeah. doesn't he doesn't know he, he doesn't he doesn't have he's not privy to all of the things that he thinks he is. Even though he's privy to a lot of things, he's not privy to every single thing that he thinks he is. So it's one of those issues. I had, a t- I had to bite the bullet, and he's like, I'm going to send your name up. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I'm just like, I'm going to take that. I'm losing out on another TDY that I really wanted to go on and I could have used probably. But what what can you do? And these are like these leadership portions where I have like guys who I outrank, but I still listen to them. Yeah, sure. And I want their advice. And I was like, actually this week, I went to a lot of people who I outrank and asked them like, hey, I need some mentoring. Let me hear what you got. Um, and it's, it can be difficult sometimes. I definitely, like, you have, there's no, you can't have any ego. And it, it can just be very difficult to deal with that sometimes, I guess. Yeah, and I think as well as kind of cemented the idea to me that, you know, because we do all these leadership problems that, like, leaders are not necessarily like, you don't have the answer, right? No, you know, rarely if ever you do. It's just more so you directing and managing and like giving visions and all that type of, you know, cheesy stuff, of course. Yeah. But it's like the people who you pull are the ones who have the answers usually because they're more so the subject matter experts. And so you going on that TY would be cool, obviously, for you to know it and teach it, I suppose, mm-hmm. as the manager. And so that, that way you know like where we have to get headed. But it really should be other people because they should be the ones giving it out. And you yeah. should just be managing people as appropriate. Exactly. Um, but I think, yeah, the midterm feedback thing, or feedback's good. Like, my midterm feedback was stuff that I kind of, like, hear a lot, which is, like, maybe my assertiveness. Like, and it kind of made me realize, they, you know, they gave me some positives, and that was kind of helpful in the respect that, like, because I usually don't have too much confidence in what I do. Sometimes I just do things. But they, like, they talked to me about, like, kind of trying to follow that through and, like, having confidence in my decisions and ideas and following them through as opposed to, like, if there's like an obstacle being like, oh, I guess I was wrong. 
you know, yeah. just dying, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know, it's been very helpful, a lot of uh, self-growth and that type yeah. of stuff. But. How, what, are you, what are your thoughts on those feedback sessions? Because I <clears throat> was loving the feedback sessions. Me too, yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, yeah. I really enjoy like, when I found out, I was like, I, was like, ah, I don't know about, like, but no. How often do you get a chance to have somebody yeah. tell you what you are doing right and what you were doing wrong? I think the feedback was great. However, <laughs> however, I would make it anonymous. Yeah. Because. Well. So, no, here, here's the thing, right? So, <clears throat> for listeners at home, the SOS feedback is not anonymous, which I have a problem with in the sense that very few people will give you that brutal honesty. The realness. The realness. The realness that you need. <laughs> Yeah. Because their name's associated with it. Yeah. Versus if it was anonymous, yeah, they'll let it rip. Yeah. Right? But if it's like, oh shit, man, this is luxury drags gonna see what I wrote as luxury, yeah. I might uh, you know, soften the blow a little bit here. Yeah. So you don't get the right. full effect. That would be my change just to make it completely anonymous and then you know, read those comments. Like they, uh, you know, the system, like it does, just compiles them and then it's just like, hey man, here's the uh, yeah. 13 comments from your peers that are anonymous. This is what they truly think of you uh, overall. I think that would be, I think that's way better than having the name associated with it because very few people have the full integrity to like let it rip and let yeah. it sometimes though I think that can also it's a, <coughs> like, it's a double-edged sword because um yeah if somebody that's just an asshole well like right? some people like some people will have that and you have no chance for rebuttal yeah so you don't have that too many. like let's say let's say I'm like hey man you're always super quiet you don't ever fucking talk it gets really annoying and like, well, I don't really talk because I have really bad gas and I can't talk. If I talk, I'm going to explode. Yeah. Like yeah. that's like that's a, like that's something that like as crazy as it sounds, that could be like a potential problem. But why not both? We have dude, there's so much time in SOS that is just completely farted, you know, just wasted. <laughs> why don't you have this anonymous feedback that people type up while you see it? And then have one-on-one sessions with each member of your flight for like five minutes where you guys trade... Uh... But then it's not anonymous. Yeah, but okay, so you have the anonymous portion and then you also have the one-on-one feedback yeah. that you can get. Hey, man, okay, so this is what I think of you. And as let you say, like, yeah, I mean, I'm quiet because I'm going to poop myself. <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, that's a good way to know that. Yeah. So you get both of the best of both worlds. Yeah, and I think it's very cathartic. I think we, we did talk. that too, and my, my class did. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, I think it's very cathartic the way we do this because it's like, and I told my, um, or you can have feedback every day, and at mm-hmm. some point it's kind of like too much. It's like, hey guys, everybody talk every hour and yeah. uh, tell each other how you did the last hour. <laughs> you know, that's gonna get crazy, right? But like yeah. doing like mid, you know, maybe I don't know, monthly maybe or quarterly probably mm-hmm. is better or at least midterm, you know, like mid-year feedback and then yearly, you know, uh, that type of stuff to like tell them your strengths and weaknesses and mm-hmm. then you work on them and, you know, you re-attack, you know, all that type of stuff and like actually getting some feedback. And I mean, I guess, not to my own horn, but I guess I got a little bit more positive than negative, you know, it would have been nice to get some more negative, but yeah. it, it makes you feel good in the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even negative. It gives, you, like, a tar- it gives you a target to work towards. Like, and, oh, somebody feels this type of way about me. Yeah. Hmm. And you get there the might tr- be some rev- you get at least some truth as opposed to nobody talks to each other. You just say like bye for the day and say hi the next day. Well, like you know, like, you know it, 
when you go to a job, let's say in the bomb squadron, right, and you have somebody that's in charge of you, and you go a whole year underneath their jurisdiction, and they never give you feedback, and then yeah. at the end, they're just like, whoa, Gabe, you're sorry, Port. You're yeah, we'll fix it. You're just a huge piece of shit. Yeah, and that's... And then, I, and then at that point, it's like, whoa, dude, how, how am I supposed to know what to do if you don't tell me? Like, I'm not a mind reader. Yeah, and that's, that's what I realized is, like, that's a big thing we deal with is, like, we talk shit on these... In both sides of it, right? We talk shit on people, and they don't know, so they can't fix it. But then we also fucking praise people, and then they become... What's it called? Where you, like... It just, like, snowballs almost, where, like, now that you've started talking, they're, like, the halo effect. better. And, yeah, it's, like, they just exponentially get better because people are talking about them, and then they're, like, oh, yeah, that, I heard that guy's good. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, yeah. And then, like, people who do bad, it's, like, yeah, he's shitty. Oh, he did something bad? Yeah, he is shitty. I heard shitty. he's shitty. Yeah, 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 I heard he's shitty. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you're right. He is shitty. And then before you, before you know, you can't recover from either one. You know no. what I mean? I think, I think the feedback is probably something that I, I, I may make that. That might be my mission next month to give all my guys in my shop feedback. Yes. And you have to force it. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, hey man, let's have like, we're going to have some feedback. I need you to tell me. I need to, I'm going to tell you what I think you have you've done. And I want you to tell me how you think I've done. And we're just like, hey. And write it down. Document it. So then like six months down the road when, you know, it's another feedback. It's like, okay, did you hit your target? Yeah. Well, what, what were our goals? Ah, oh, shit, I forgot. It was a six-month-ago conversation. Well, you know, here's a piece of paper that we, you know, both signed that pretty much stated what we talked about. Now we have a place to start from. Yeah. And you just got to be emotionless. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's <laughs> like the hot seat. Dude, that's one of those, exactly. I, who was I talking with about this? Um, oh, it was, the, it was my, that second lieutenant I was talking to, I, was, I had to deal with when we were at that. Um, oh, not doing your things that you guys were. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was telling her, we, I was like, hey, we're going to debrief. Again, this instructor me coming out. She had an issue that I was not a JTAC, um, and she was a JTAC. Uh, and I was like, hey, uh, we're going to do a debrief. You may be a JTAC, I'm not, but I can tell you this, you're not an instructor, and I am, so this is how it's going to work. Uh, I'm going to give you a debrief, and like I'm talking to her, she's like rolling her eyes, just like literally, Man. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me right yeah. now? I don't give a shit if you're a second lieutenant or not, like, and I told her, I said, listen, stop, you don't interrupt me, this is a debrief, there's no emotions, straight facts. That's yeah. it. And not, I told her... she's like, I feel that's... Yeah, and I was like telling her, like, exactly. That was what Fetch would always say, and I think that's... He hit the mark. Uh, and, like, she'd be like, well, first of all, like, she's like, I'm like, okay, whatever. And I, I'd say that, and, like, she'd, like, be yelling, like, you had no idea this is... I was like, this is... I'm like, okay. Like, like, I hear what you're saying, and that is a good point. I didn't have an idea on that. And, but that being said, if we did this, 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 and this, I think this is... I, and I have a feeling we would have done this. And on top of that, you cannot... Just go, for example, storm out of the talk and yeah. throw a hissy fit. Yeah. That, that helps nobody. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. like, I, I told her, I said, at the end of the day, I get it. You're the JTAC and I'm not a JTAC, but I'm the ALO and my job is not to be your little bitch. My job is to facilitate and make this happen. So when I'm running around going to meetings and you're here as JTAC, you can't, and you can't do this by yourself. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to learn. <laughs> you're going to have to learn. What do you think I'm doing right now? I've never done this before in my life. But I've been in L&O before, so I understand what's expected of me. So I'm going to go do this, and you're going to sit there, and you're going to 
you're going to control those aircraft like you so want, really want to and, and that you don't want me to. Yeah. I'll control aircraft all day if you want. Yeah. Um, but if, <laughs> if you're going to cry about it, you know, I'm, I got, I have things to do. So, um, I, I do think feedback is very key, and I think I think that is something like starting probably when I get back. Uh, I'd like to. I think I'm gonna have to do that. Start actually give feedback, and, I, and it's easy for me. I have like three people underneath me, nice. so I I can give feedback pretty easily. And that'll be good detailed feedback too, you know. Yeah. Um, I think we're kind of running out of time here, but yeah, we are. Uh, one last thing is uh, also a constant theme of all the lectures we've gotten is. Don't run out of family before you run out of career. Yeah. And that's true for even, you know, private life. It's just like... Oh, yeah. Don't become a workaholic. And, like... And, I mean, a lot of it is usually... Uh, uh, what's it called? Not propelled, but... Uh, fed, I guess, by... Mm-hmm. You wanted to do well for your family so that you're successful. Yeah. But in the process, the... Uh, you're losing your family. Yeah, you're losing yeah. your family. What's it called? The paradox or whatever? It's like... Yeah. You're lost. The cash point, too. Yeah. 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 It, I, go ahead. You guys yeah, have... It's a, it's a huge theme that people just lose sight of. Yeah. Let's, let's call, you know, what's going to happen at the end of your 20, 30, 40, whatever you get out, Mark. Dude, the Air Force doesn't, you know, care about you. You are a number to them because they are just a giant organization. Yeah. You leave, they are going to have your replacement, you know, within a week. Yeah. yeah. I, and I tell people. And then who's going to be there? Your family that you hope that you didn't alienate and isolate, yeah. you know, completely ruin by... Be like, yep, I'll take that 365. Yeah. Yeah, All the time. I always say like this. When when your life's over and you got your grave and your obituary, do you think they're going to say, who's going to say, stay late for work? (laughs) Uh, Like every every week, stay five hours extra for work. No one's going to care. No one's going to say, oh, got stratted number one out of five people um, in 2017. Yeah, yeah. They, no one's going to care about that. They're gonna, it's going to be about your family. Your family's going to write your obituary, and that's what's going to be. Like, no one's going to say, on your gravestone was a tech sergeant and, you know, did really good at this. Like, Crushed the squadron Christmas party. Yeah. It, it's not going to say that. It sounds morbid, but, uh, yeah, uh, the best way I heard it is, like, the Air Force is just going to be aligning your obituary, right? Yep. Oh, like, the Air Force is just going to throw you away at the end, like, a used... Uh, yeah, like, you can. And certainly do your duty and do your due diligence, but don't, like, make sure to be careful and don't take it too crazy. It's one section of your life, 20 to 30 years of your life that is potentially going to be 60 to 90 or more. Yeah. And then, also, a good way to put it also is, like, make sure every assignment that you look to take, you talk it over with your family. Yeah. Or, like, consider it. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to just doing it and, like, maybe pass some stuff up and take a hit on your career in order to save your family. Yeah. Thing, you know? But, yeah. All right. Well. It's a good talk. Talked about a lot of things. Yeah. we got to go out and party or something now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Got a range. Full AV. Nashville's calling us. Yeah. yeah. Later. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.